we pull into this petrol station just as these two patched up motorcycle club stroke gang come to the same petrol pump at the same time as us. And Chris was like, oh boy. And they just glare at Chris. And I'm like, don't worry, love, I've got this. So I'm like, oh my gosh, you boys, those bikes are so beautiful. Oh my gosh, in my best British accent, well, they're just looking at me. And I can feel Chris behind me in the car just dying a thousand deaths. And he's like, that's it, we're all gonna get shot. I'm like, no. I love a Harley. Can I get a photograph with you boys? And then I'm going, come on, Chris, get in the picture. And Chris is like, oh my gosh. So they put, they stand there next to him. And Chris is like, is this where you like bash me over the head and bury me in a hole in the, in the, in the desert? <laughs> Jump in with both feet. Go big, follow your dreams. Grab life by the reins. This is how we live. We're Callie King and Andrea Wady, two horse trainers always looking for adventure and finding it. Join us for stories of dangerous travels, wild animals, new challenges, and in the end, always learning alongside our magnificent horses. So saddle up and follow along. You're listening to Grab Life by the Reins. In the last episode, we talked about crisis in life. We talked about Harley-Davidson motorcycles, and we talked about road trips. Have you had any road trip moments that stand out? Yes. You know what I'm leading to. I, I, I love a road trip. I absolutely love a road trip, especially in America. And I did an incredible, and I'm so excited that we're going to talk about this. We did 6,000 miles around America from New Jersey all the way down to Texas and then up to Seattle. But yeah, Texas was funny. That place is pretty special, actually. But talking about motorbikes, I had this sort of thing about guys on bikes, as everyone does. Don't we are? Yeah, all women. And Chris and I were pulling in our rental sedan into the petrol station. And all day we've been passing a few motorbikes. Now, don't get me wrong, the whole motorbike gang thing, uh, it's not really my tribe. But there's something kind of fascinating about it to me because you see it in all the movies. And we, there was obviously a lot of the motorbike gangs were moving around the motorcycle clubs, sorry. Yeah, it's an iconic American thing too. Definitely. The road trip, the big yes. motorcycles. Exactly. And we're going through the big open desert near the Mexican border. It was super iconic for us. We were like, wow, this is amazing. Um, so we pull into this petrol station just as these two patched up motorcycle club stroke gang come to the same petrol pump at the same time as us. And Chris was like, oh boy. And they just glare at Chris. And I'm like, don't worry, love, I've got this. So I jump out of the car and I noticed everyone on the forecourt averting their eyes. They're all looking down. No one wants to make contact with the guys on the motorbikes. 
I'm like, whatevs. So I'm like, oh my gosh, you boys, those bikes are so beautiful. Oh my gosh, in my best British accent, well, they're just looking at me and I can feel Chris behind me in the car just dying a thousand deaths. And he's like, that's it. We're all going to get shot. I'm like, no. Oh my gosh, your bikes. I love a Harley. Can I get a photograph with you boys? Well, the one guy didn't want to come anywhere near me on the camera. The other guy who I see has got like El Presidente written on his cut or vest or whatever they call it. He's like, sure, little lady, not a problem. Puts his arm around me and he goes, come on you can get in the picture to his mate. And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm thinking he's probably got a warrant out for his arrest or something. He doesn't want to be all over Instagram. But anyway, he comes in and Chris is coming out to take a picture. And I can just see Chris looking at me like, seriously? I'm like, it's fine. These are my friends. And I'm just like, oh, I love your bikes. Oh my God, they're amazing. And why have you got chains on your belts and all of this stuff? Anyway, taking pictures. And then I'm going, come on, Chris, get in the picture. <laughs> And Chris is like, oh my gosh. So they put, they stand there next to him. And Chris is like, is this where you like bash me over the head and bury me in a hole in the, in the, in the desert? <laughs> and they looked at Chris and went, nah, we don't do that, man. And Chris is like, yeah, right. Anyway, they take a picture and it's not until they've driven off and they were super friendly. They were fine. There's nothing an English accent can't do. You know, it's no door that can't be opened. Got us out of a pickle at that point. Anyway, they drive off and I look back and they were the Cossacks who were some of the guys that were in the big shootout at Waco. I'm not saying those two were, but that, that motorbike club and it's outlawed, but they were all patched up. But I do remember Chris saying to them, I've seen a lot of you on the road today. What's going on? He said, oh. We were on our way back from a big party. We had a big club party and Chris went, I can only imagine what those parties are like. And they were like, yeah, they get pretty wild. And then that was it. We went in and bought our coffee and our crisps and carried on with our road trip. <laughs> but it was quite exciting. Oh. Well, I think you told me too that as you carried on and uh, they drove by and gave you a nice wave. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they were they were great actually because we noticed they none of them went over the speed limit. We followed them out and they sat right on the speed limit. Um so we had to overtake them <laughs> and no one else wanted to overtake them. And Chris goes, Oh, we can, they're our friends now. <laughs> Just waved as we went by. Yeah, it was yeah, it was crazy. But it was one of those ones where you could either act scared and, and be like a rabbit in headlights or just brazen it out. So we went with the second. And you had an English accent. Yeah, that got us out of trouble. I wanted to just take a break in recording to tell you about my book. Crossing Bridges is about my journey coast to coast in Costa Rica with my friends and rescue horses. This was life-changing, life-affirming and made me rethink what horses were capable of. Crossing Bridges. It's a great read. I hope you enjoy it. So in the last episode, you were talking about doing a big road trip. You'd been to Sturgis. Where did you go from Sturgis? Well, I did. I left my home in Santa Barbara 
I rode to Sturgis and then I took a few days coming back and did kind of a long tour through Nebraska, through different parts of um, Colorado and just made my way back. Amazing. But it was when I was leaving Santa Barbara that I decided I wanted to do my iron butt, which is this thing with riding road bikes. Your what? Iron butt. I, like an iron bottom? Yes, iron bottom. <laughs> okay. Iron butt sounds cooler. What does that mean? It's where you ride a thousand miles in one day. And I wanted to do this. Of course you did. On a motorcycle, obviously. Well, it would be a quick one if it was on a horse, wouldn't it? <laughs> Packed up my Sportster, left Santa Barbara, rode all day. It was about 11 o'clock at night. I was still riding, feeling good. I was like, I've got this. I am nailing the iron butt. I was south of Salt Lake City. And I'm on um, on the freeway. I was doing about 70, 75. There was almost no one else on the road. Nice. You know, two-lane two lane freeway. And then I saw up ahead that there was a car off on the shoulder. So uh, as I was getting closer, I looked back, you know, just to have it, you know, scan the lane behind me, was just starting to come over, looked forward again, and there was someone directly in front of me. <gasps> on the freeway. On the freeway. And when, well, you know, when you're going that fast on a motorcycle, your headlights only reach so far. Yeah. Stopping distance. There was no stopping. I remember that that feeling of Oh my God, terrifying. Of seeing this human being in front of me. It was absolute shock. I swerved to the left. He jumped right. I mean, this happened in a split second. And I felt the impact. Oh my God, Callie. My bike went into a wobble, which is when, you know, at high speed, when a bike gets knocked like that, yeah. you're, you're almost losing control. Um, so my bike went into a wobble. In my mind, I'm thinking, this, this guy is dead. I just hit him on, a, I mean, my bike is a heavy bike. Yeah. I just hit him. So got the bike back out of the wobble, thankfully, got to the side of the road leaped off of it. I'm stripping off my helmet, running back. And all of a sudden it goes through my head. I'm like, well, wait a minute. These things aren't adding up. First of all, why is this guy running in the middle of the road? On a freeway. On a freeway. Illegal for a start, I'm sure. He he would have, it's not like I came around a bend and surprised him. He would have seen my headlights coming from. You think he ran out in, on purpose? I, my mind wasn't going into all of those scenarios. It was just, wait a minute, this isn't adding up. I also saw that he was on his feet in front of his car. So I was like, well, he's not dead. He's not laying in the middle of the road. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? This is not adding up. He's obviously okay. He's off the road. I'm getting out of here and I'm going to call for help yeah. when I'm at a distance. Because you don't know who this guy is and he might be cross. Well, exactly. I just slammed into him with yeah. my bike. Yeah. So I I jumped back on the bike, rode down to the next exit, got off at the exit at a gas station and phoned the police. You know, right away, called 911. The, the trooper that they connected me with said, just stay right where you are. We're sending an officer out to, to talk to you and to, you know, get your story. So I waited there probably within 10 minutes. Police officer pulled in and he... Uh, he gets out and 
he said, all right, you know, tell me what happened, ma'am. And I said, well, I was, I was coming along. I looked back to change lanes, looked forward. He was right in front of me. This man was running across the highway. And you know what he said? No. I said, well, ma'am, he's not running anymore. <laughs> oh, no. So you had killed him. I had it. No, he was up. Oh. He was up. I hadn't killed him, but he wasn't running. They had received other calls <laughs> of him that he had been running back and forth across the road. Oh. And apparently he was in quite a state. He was, you know, drunk or drugged or he, oh. he was not in a very, in a fully conscious state. So you tell the policeman he's running across the road. Yeah. But he's not running anymore. <laughs> so what, what had happened is... Thankfully, since I swerved and he jumped, his arm hit my handlebar and my tire hit his leg. So it, it broke his ankle real bad. Um, and I think it might have broke his wrist too. Ouch. But he was, you know, he wasn't mortally injured. No, thank God. And I stayed up on the bike. I mean, that could have been... And this only happened two months after my accident. Yeah, so that's worrying. Yeah, where I smashed my head. Okay, but the golden question is, how far off the end of your iron butt were you before that happened? So I was only 100 miles off. Oh, no. Did and you finish it? I thought, you know, I think I need to call it a night. Yeah. So I drove off from that gas station. I just drove off down the road, down a little dirt road, and uh, pulled my bike into the weeds, threw my sleeping bag down, because that's how I did it. I didn't stay in a hotel room or anything. Of course you didn't. I mean, why would you? Just lie in the grass on the side of the road. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong there? It was cold, and I was a little shaken up, I'm not going to lie. I um, bet. But I slept. I got up really early, and I rode the rest of it. So if you count the iron butt on the same date, I didn't make it. If you count it in 24 hours, I made it. Then you did it. Yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah, you're a winner. Well, I'm glad you didn't kill him, but it wouldn't have been your fault anyway because he was drugged and running around in the middle of the road. So actually, let's, you know, we like to flip a story. You might have saved his life because if it hadn't have been you that hit him, it would have been somebody else and they might have actually taken him out. So it's a happy ending, really. Yeah. Well, I hope you've sold the bloody bike now. Well, I've sold that one. I have another one, of course, but not a Harley. Harleys aren't very practical for uh, dirt roads in Mexico. No, no. A dirt bike is more suitable. So you know what does crack me up? That you say a motorbike? Yeah. I've never heard of them. That's definitely another England-American thing because we say motorcycle or we say bikes. I always just say bike. And then some oh. people think I mean a bicycle. Yeah. No, we, we call them motorbikes. Yeah, motorcycle, bike. Suppose we do say motorcyclists. I don't know. The American English thing is just, it's just hilarious. There's so many differences. Well, classic. Case in point today. You all right? <laughs> I'm fine. Why? Yeah. No, I'm saying hello. And, and I do it to everyone I see over here. People walk past you and you go, all right? And they go, yeah, why? <laughs> Oh, no, in England, when you walk down the street and you go, are you all right? You're just saying, hello. I suppose like you guys have a, ver a version of it yourself. How are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing? How are you doing? So, all right, are you all right? It's like that. But I said it on your farm like two or three times today and everyone just looks at me like, 
Yeah, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> oh, the differences in language. I love it. Well, great stories. Can't wait to see you next time, guys. Yep. Good times and fast bikes. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to Grab Life by the Reins. If you want to see ridiculous photos from our adventures, be the first to know when we release new episodes and be a part of more shenanigans, join our email family at grablifebytherains.com. We'll see you in the next program.